1: It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well,
2: good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Perhaps you're listening on the computer. Whoever you are, wherever you are, a warm welcome to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb, and today we're blessed to have Jacob. Jacob from Rwanda. So, Jacob, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so
2: much, Julian. So, Jacob, tell us uh, a little bit. Uh, I know uh, about you, obviously. We've been uh, working together for a short while. But tell us a little bit about what it is
3: that you do in Rwanda and in the Congo. Uh, Thank you so much for this time, Julian. Um, I'm working in Rwanda, in Burundi, and in eastern Congo. We do uh, training of Samaritan strategy program, a town strategy program, which is uh, harvest training material. So we do training with different churches. We bring churches together, regardless of their denomination, regardless of any other thing, doctrines. We bring them together and uh, we train them on the town strategy program. which is um, a program that uh, teaches uh, churches to be agent of transformation in communities.
2: And so to uh, to unpack that so that that even I can understand. So what what's the main objective of this this curriculum this this
3: teaching that you are giving? What what's what's the main goal? The main main goal is to to, to disciple local churches, to disciple their people, to become hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Mm. Because the church is the body of Christ. So many local churches and many church leaders don't understand really what is discipling nations, what it means. So what we are doing is to help them in that area. Wonderful well
2: wow. so so uh, helping people to reach out to uh, to their neighbors um, and even uh, I'm assuming even those that they don't know.
3: Yes, of course yes you know before you become a disciple of Jesus Christ, you need to know what it means loving your neighbor like yourself. In the communities there are people who are suffering, not really because the community is poor. But because the church of Jesus Christ that is located in the community does not understand its role, the role of the church to disciple people to become disciples of Jesus Christ and loving their neighbors like themselves. So what we are doing is to help them understand the meaning of a disciple of Jesus Christ in the area of love.
2: And uh, so can you give us some examples? I mean, how how have uh, those that you have taught, how have they gone out and loved
3: their neighbor? Well, I have many, many examples, but I cannot tell them here. You will not have time for me. But let me tell you, for example, a local church of from Presbyterian Church. Uh, we went to a place called uh, Gitarama. It's close to Kigali. It is fifty kilometers uh, from Kigali, and we did training of different churches. And at the end of the training, what we do, we have a session of planning for what we call seed project. Seed project are small scale projects made by local churches to help people in the community who are in need. And uh, that church of, from Presbyterian planned to help building a house of uh, a, a community member. When they want to build the community, I was there. They, they invited me to join them, and I went there. What happened was what? They went for a campaign of evangelization to that place. And when they were preaching, the house fell down, collapsed. And they didn't take care of that. And uh, it was no matter for them. Seeing a house collapsing when they are preaching, when they are worshiping God. But during the 20th, it's then that they understood that it was their responsibility. And God had invited them to come to that place just to see that collapsing house so that they helped the guy, the owner of that house. And it's just after our training that it came in their mind that they had to help that person to rebuild the house. That is one example uh, where people don't understand really their responsibility. But after training, people understand really what they have to do in the community. Mm.
2: Well, give give us more. You know, I I remember um, when you and I were speaking before. You know, yesterday, I believe you were telling me um, just how people are uh, giving out of their wealth but also there are people giving out of their poverty you know i remember you you said something that struck me which was um you know just because uh just because a person is poor that doesn't mean they that they're, they're not excused from showing hospitality and i just remember thinking wow and, and uh, so you know give, give, give us some more uh, more examples you know you were you were telling about um you know the the provision of material needs but also there was this the need for milk, remind me of that, you tell me about that story.
3: Yeah, uh, we went for a training in the eastern of Rwanda. It was uh, with the Anglican Church. What we wanted uh, to see was the, to do the follow-up of one of the pastors who did training with us, because we were coaching them to become trainers. So we went to his church, where I organized the training. And after the training, as we always do, we organize a session for seed project. That small-scale project that church leaders church leader and church members do to see who is in need in the community and what can they help. So uh, in that community, there was an orphan, a baby who had lost his father and mother. Ah. Who was left with her, his grandmother. And the grandmother was really poor. She was really vulnerable and she could not find the way to keep that child and to feed him. After, uh, during the training and during that seed project planning, one lady committed to be giving a liter of milk every morning to that baby. Wow. That is uh, one thing that happened. And uh, it took years for that ch- ch- child getting that milk from that family. Wow. Uh, that is also an example in uh, Eastern uh, Rwanda that I saw myself. And... Uh, and witness of it. There are many examples where people uh, share what they have after the training, when they understand really what it means loving neighbor like themselves. Yeah. And uh, we we have ex- many examples in Rwanda. And uh, one example was in Congo. That I can tell you right now if you have time. Yes. And we went to Congo for a training, a place called the Bunia. In Bunia, there are many people coming from uh, uh, the villages around Bunia because uh, the, the, there is no security there. There is insecurity, uh, And they flee from their homes. They come to stay in the town of Bunia. When we did organized training with Samaritan Pass, Uh, during the planning of uh, what they are going to do to improve the livelihood of the family, a pastor said this, and uh, it touched me so much. He said, we fled from our village to stay here, where the life is not easy for us. I didn't have a lot of money, to buy beds for me and for my children. I bought just a bed for me and my wife and then uh, the children were sleeping down on a mat. But after listening to the lesson and after watching how Jesus grew up in his life and how we need to plan our life uh, with the The example of Jesus Christ read read in Luke chapter 2, 52. I will buy now a mattress for my children, and I will will buy a bed for them, so that my children also will be sleeping on a bed and uh, on a mattress. That also touched me so much. I said, God, thank you so much. If I just came here in Bunia so that those children get a bed and a mattress, I glorify your name, God. It, it gives us always joy to see that people change their way of thinking and they find another way to do things that they could not do before the training. Well, that, that's
2: wonderful. You know that, that, that was going to be my next question was, um, how have you seen transformation happen? From your teaching, I know the teaching is not yours; it's the Bibles. But um, you know, have you seen this transformation? And, w- and what you're saying is, and don't let me put words into your mouth. Correct me where I go wrong. But what you've been saying is that um, those uh, people have been giving sacrificially, giving out of their poverty in order to help other people. Is that right? Yes. And so, yes. Um, I-, I know as well that uh you know in in rwanda uh decades ago you know there was obviously the uh the disastrous situation where uh, rwandan people were attacking one another and sort of a, a genocide uh, so my question is to you is how are the rwandan people uh coming together how are you uh are you bonding? Uh, have, have you found that the the scriptures, the teaching that you're doing, uh, are they very much stuck in a camp, i.e. only these people will only um, say the, the Hutus will look after them and the Tutsis will just look after their own people? Or have you found that the community has come together, regardless
3: of their tribal backgrounds? Uh, that happens every every day, and we see many, many things happening. Uh, when we started training and organized uh, those kind of discipline of love or seed projects, small projects, one of the pastors who was in the training, what he did, like uh, the project they will do in his church, was that Tutsi who are members member of the church and who have people who killed their relatives in the prison to show that they really understand the, the meaning of loving the neighbor like himself. He did that all the Tutsi who came for the training will cook meals, and they will bring that meal to those prisoners who killed their relatives who are in jail. And that happened. It happened. They they gave food to those people who killed their families, and many went to tell uh, those criminals who killed their members that they forgive them. So forgiveness was given to people who killed the relatives, and it is always possible. Marriage is happening between Tusi and Hutu now. People are sharing their life as if nothing happened in the, in, in the past. people try to forget the past. They forget the past. we see it every day wow
2: well you are listening to the kingdom and its stories my name is julian gibb and today I'm blessed to have uh, our brother jacob who's uh in rwanda and if you've just been hearing we've been hearing about how initially two warring tribes uh who had committed um atrocities uh are now serving one another whereas um the children or the families of those uh who had members of their family killed by one tribe are now feeding that tribe uh, those people who are in prison there's a real desire for reconciliation for love and jacob i have to ask where do you think this love comes from you know uh um you know for someone to attack your family and then for you to go and love your attackers family where where does this
3: love, this motivation come from? Uh, thinking to the mind of, of a person who is not saved. That is impossible. <laughs> that is impossible. But for someone who knows and who understands the love of God, he understands that God loves us despite all the evil we are doing every day. So I think it comes from a training that people have got. I know it's not strategy training that people in Rwanda got. There was uh, also reconciliation training in the country. But also our training is also helping people to better understanding, by uh, the fact that we teach mainly, mainly the core message of Samaritan strategy is love, love. So uh, we really emphasize on the love and the how to love your boy, your 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 your. your, your I mean love another, your neighbor, like yourself. Mm -hmm. So loving someone is to forget all the evil he did for you. If you keep the evil he did for you, you will not love him. And what will help you to love and what will help you to forget the evil is just the love of Christ Mm -hmm. that you have in the heart. Otherwise, that could not happen.
2: Because you know, obviously, it's easier said than done. You know, to to love those who you know, it, it, it's it's uh, easier to love people who are good to you. You know, those who yes. uh, who uh, do things for you, say nice things to you, look after you. It's easier to love those, but to to love those who have actively sought to attack you, you know, whether physically or verbally, um, is uh, is a whole different thing. But but uh you know we we can all think in our own lives of ways that people have uh, attacked us again perhaps not perhaps not um physically you know mentally uh, uh ways that they've treated us but often you know when we don't forgive they attack us twice you know once they've attacked us you know but then uh, us not forgiving us not you know, we we don't forget but us not forgiving corrodes us from the inside and so Have you seen um, uh, peace amongst your people who have uh, chosen to forgive and chosen to follow God and and forgive his people? Have you you seen a
3: a peace come through your people? Uh, Really, there is peace in this country. Because you can't see to see agonist Hutu in the street beating someone, no it doesn't happen in this country. It doesn't happen. One thing is uh, that people understood what happened. The politics was not a matter of people. It was a matter of uh, uh, leaders of the country at that time. But people were sharing their life before. And they know that they are friends could they have uh, even killed the members of uh, the family, but it was not the, their own idea. It was an idea of po- politics. That is one thing. The other thing is uh, the word of God that they are listening to every time. It also uh, helped them to understand what happened in the country.
2: Yeah,
3: and how to build the country.
2: Jacob, give us some more more stories, because I'm fascinated about what I'm hearing here. You know, it's just how uh, it's easy to talk about forgiveness. It's easy to talk about transformation. But tell us some more stories, uh, real-life stories, about how people have truly loved their neighbor.
3: Okay. Uh, let me give you some example in a place called Mpushi. Pushi is also close to Kigali in the same place, Gitarama, where we went for building the house of that guy. In Pushi, uh, members of, uh, of churches of that area called them Pushi. It is an area with different local churches. When we organize a seed project, they come together. They don't mind, I'm from Pentecostal church or I'm from Presbyterian church. They come together. And the where they go for the seed project, they don't look at the person and say, this is Tutsi or that is Hutu, that is why I go there. They know it's the person loved by God. We need also to love them and to help them because God does not, he, he does not mind you are Utu or you are Tutsi. They went to help an elderly, uh, elderly mother uh, to make a uh, garden of uh, beans and uh, cassava. They did it one, one day from the morning to evening, about around 5 p.m. or around 6 they had done everything to dig, and after that they sow. They sow the beans. and they put also a stick of cassava that they plant for the cassava. And uh, at the end, we went to say to the elder mother that the, the work is done, everything was done, we we they see the the beans, and they planted the cassava. That mother was uh, so, so happy. And uh, I saw her first change. And uh, she started looking how to tell me the things, but she could not find the, the way. She, she called me, you are sent by God. You are angel, Gabriel. You are sent by God. You are an angel of God. She was so happy. Myself, I was happy. And I was humbled, really, to see that the work of love to the people who are in need is really a way to worship God. Mm. So that is uh, one example. Among so many examples we saw in this country and uh, outside Rwanda. In in Burundi, it's the same, you know? What happened in Rwanda happened in Burundi, but uh, Burundi was not at the extent of Rwanda. The genocide of Rwanda was so huge because there were millions of people who died. But in Burundi also, Tutsi, and uh, Hutu were in trouble, and the Hutu killed many Tutsi in Burundi. But uh, when we go for uh, training, people come together. And when they go for seed projects, they work together. So if it was a matter of doctrines of church calling people to come together, I tell you, people could not come together. But when when it comes to a work of love, people easily come together.
2: When you hear that, people coming together, regardless of tribes or color of skin, coming together to serve and love one another in the kingdom of God. You have been listening to the kingdom and its stories. Thank you, Jacob.
1: Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.